Have you ever wondered what our top most listened to episodes are of the Divorce Etc. podcast in season two? Well, today is your lucky day because that's exactly what we're talking about and exactly what you're going to get from today's episode. We are the ex-experts, Jessica and TH. We focus on helping you navigate your divorce and successfully move on with your life. Please follow us on all social media at ex-experts and check out xexperts.com for tons of free divorce-related resources. And today, we are gonna be doing a roundup of our most listened to episodes from season two, because we have a lot of amazing episodes out there and you may not have heard all of them. So we wanna make sure that even if you haven't, you have the, you know, the chance to get an idea a little bit more from us about you know, who the guests are and what kind of amazing advice you're gonna get. So in the season two wrap up, just to give you guys some idea of the themes, I mean, by far, it was all about divorcing a narcissist, dealing with difficult people, moving on from a difficult relationship, trauma, recovery, really focus on self, which is really, really important because that's what you need in order to move forward. And then also the most common mistakes men and women make. So we're going to get into all of that, this right now. Let's start with our top five, our fifth most popular um, episode of season two right now. Right. So uh, season two, episode 11, and the title was Most Common Mistakes of Men and Women in Divorce. We had two guests for this podcast episode, John Knocklinger and Christina Previtt, who happened to be law partners um, in Jersey. And having a man and a woman guest talk about the most common mistakes of men and women was a really great conversation. And actually was very like enlightening because some of the mistakes that you might assume or attribute to women making were really mistakes that they see more coming from men and vice versa. Um, and I just I just thought it was a really eye-opening episode. I, I did too, but I want to even step back because John mentioned it really comes down to cultural training. So it's really, you know, the who makes more money in the relationship. And because that happens to be a man, then there are certain mistakes that the breadwinner might make over, you know, the other spouse. And, and then just because of culture, you know, it ends up being a man versus a woman. Also, women are more accustomed to talking about things. Right. Women are trained to talk about it. They're more comfortable talking to their girlfriends, a therapist, a coach, anybody really. I've seen a lot of women just could literally talk to a wall. And I men are not <laughs> comfortable doing that. So it's the way that we have been trained in our society. So it's not a man's fault that he's uncomfortable talking about their feelings and digging deep as opposed to just going and like not dealing with it and having a beer. Yeah. You know, this is how our society has kind of set us up to deal with things. Women are emotional. Guys are not. Women are a pain in the ass. Guys are not. Like, <laughs> but why are guys about not? That. But, no, it, but we it's... get it. We get into all of this. But I, I love the fact that he brought up cultural training. Yes, and so it, and you it take is a step true. Back on he... why things are the way they are, 
and maybe cut a little slack for your maybe, stint. Maybe, but I mean, the, the, what it really came down to, and we've talked about this a million times, which is like the importance of having a therapist when you're going through a divorce and not using your lawyer as your therapist. And every divorce lawyer will tell you that they have many clients who do that. And at the end of the day, it sucks because you, if you had a therapist, you would be paying your therapist far less an hour than you're paying your lawyer. I just thought it was so interesting that John said that more men make the mistake that your lawyer isn't your therapist. Although to your point, CH, men, more men are less likely to seek therapy. So maybe that's why they don't right. have another outlet to go to. That's exactly but right. He also, and, and he also said, not surprisingly, another mistake that men make is that they don't have a support system around them like women do. That's cultural training. So if you can get past why she's doing this and why he's doing that, just look at the circumstances and not put a label on it so much. The differences were more behavior driven than whether it was a man or a woman. It just happens to fall into a man or a woman's role yeah. because of where they stood in their marriage and in life and and what their role was in their family. If she took care and raised the kids and he went to work, then those are your jobs that you've been trained to do. And so when everything gets shaken up, like, holy crap, what do I do now? I have the kids on Wednesday and every other weekend. I go to work every day and I come home or vice versa. Yeah. I don't, I have the kids all the time. What am I going to do without the kids? So right. this is oh. a great, great, great episode for everybody to really take a listen to totally and like speaking of the whole you know everything around you know alimony and stay-at-home moms and and things like that like part of the discussion focused on that and like i thought it was really interesting that christina said one of the biggest mistakes she sees primarily from women is them saying they're not going to get a job so that they can maximize the alimony that they're going to get Although we were talking like, I don't understand why they wouldn't want to be self-sufficient. Why would they want to have to rely on the person that they're so unhappy with? Because they're not they're looking at it divorced. that way. They're not looking at it that way. It's for like revenge. It's like, you know what? I'm going to make them pay. This is the life I've become accustomed yeah, to. Yeah, but sometimes they're out. not going to get that. Yeah, but then sometimes they don't get the amount that they were hoping for. Now they've Agreed. like self-sabotaged their own situation. A hundred percent. By saying but like, I'm going to show him and I'm not going to get a job, which is like, but kind of, and by the way, what if the guy gets hit by a car tomorrow? Oh. Now, all of a sudden, I know I'm just saying like that was part of the conversation. That was what part of what John was saying. Like women, a lot of times make the mistake of not making good use of the time or the money in which they get spousal maintenance. And like, right, they re you really you can never predict the future. So, it, it, it you know, your your stance should not be I'm going to show him by not getting a job. Your stance should be I'm going to get a job and, and be self-sufficient. And everything else that comes in is just gravy or money that I can put away towards retirement or whatever the case may be. So, right. But that's I, emotions versus rational thinking. Right, exactly. And if you've been scorned, whether you're the man or the woman, you just back to what you said initially, like you need a therapist, you have yeah, to get things right. in check. And by the way, the purpose of support is temporary to support you until you get on your feet. Right. It's right. not a lifetime allowance. Not anymore. It's not. That's no, sure. it's not. Right. And it's not anyway, even lifetime Although, ends when someone retires. So of, it's not for the rest of your life. One of the things that was great that you guys will love as part of this episode, which I thought was really 
fucking brilliant was when we were talking about the idea of how a lot of women feel like they're the underdogs because they may have had like great educations and great backgrounds and great high powered careers that they leave to go raise their family. So they're giving up a number of high employability years in order yeah. to raise the family. And, and the P and, and the idea is that women in that situation should definitely have a prenup or if they've been married for let's say five years and then they decide that she's going to leave her job at that moment they should get a postnup that states if they ever get divorced he is going to pay her x amount of money per year starting with the year that she gave up her job yeah, which that i was thought brilliant. was so brilliant because yeah. these women like are like well i haven't worked in the last 20 years and like okay maybe they can go out and get a job now but in theory they could have had all of this income coming in all this time that they gave up so someone like should try to make up for it so you guys should really be sure to tune into season yes. three because yes. we talk all about that very topic with andrea vaca so be sure to check in on season three. So we're not going to give up any more of this episode. Okay, okay. We really yes, want you to really listen to it. We really love that episode. That was a great, yeah, and by the yeah. way, that was an amazing one. And that was only our fifth highest rated episode. That's so right. Wait till you hear the rest on, of them. Moving on to our uh, fourth highest rated episode of season two was episode 38. And the title was The One Thing You Can Control During Divorce with Jennifer Lazor, who, fun fact. So she was, she was, um, the second in command in my legal team. And she was honestly the only voice of reason I had in my legal team, um, as far as the lawyers are concerned. And so I really wanted to revisit and have a podcast with her because she was strong and effective without being a bulldog and, and literally fighting every single thing. So I really like her delivery. So she's someone you should check out anyway, but my divorce, I felt like I had no control. I felt like I was being dragged through the court, um, you know, and I'm not, I am blaming him because I couldn't negotiate with him. And that'll lead to our next episodes that we're going to talk about. But what I could control and I did control was me and how I responded to things and how I processed things so that I could make better decisions and not just have a knee-jerk reaction and make potentially, you know, detrimental decisions as far as my negotiation and my ultimate settlement was concerned. And having a therapist will be a common theme through this whole recap of our top five from season two um, is, is the only way that I did that. So you can't control the process and you cannot control the other party. And you my my personal feeling is you can't really control your lawyer either. You give them everything and you hope that they take it and they make magic with it. But you're not controlling what they're saying to the judge, what they're saying to the other lawyer, what, what they're doing to help you get to where you want to be. So start with yourself. This is this is an episode, a must listen to episode for everybody. And, and what I also loved, I mean, she, I love, I always love a good list and she gave a great list of the actual things that you really can control. She talks about how you don't want to surrender your control to the judicial, to the judicial system. So you can control the information, you know, you can control the information you have, you can control the tone 
and you can control your emotions so that you are in a state to make the right decisions. And I love that, that she talks about, because Teach is so right. Like many people will find themselves caught up in a divorce process where the other person is making everything more difficult and you really can't control the length of time that, that, you know, that the negotiations are going on and you may not be able to control whether or not you have to litigate. Like you may be being led down a path by your soon to be ex, but what Jennifer talked about was even if you have to litigate, you actually can set the tone for your litigation. If you feel like all it is is a bunch of nasty letters going back and forth, she says you should check your bill to see how much you're paying for that. And she says that your lawyer can receive letters in a tone like that, but it does not mean that your lawyer has to reply the same way. So you're never going to yeah. be able to, to know for sure what they're saying when you're not there. But but she talks about you have the right to decide if you're comfortable with the message that the tone your lawyer is sending. Yeah. And that is in your control. You yeah. There are oftentimes you're going to get so caught up in it that it's like it's it's like you feel like it's beyond your control. It's already been so long and this is how the tone of it has been and you don't ever feel like you can reset it. But her message overall was like this has to be a conversation that you have with your lawyer in the beginning and so many of us don't know that and we don't realize that and so we kind of let our lawyers take the lead and we are being pushed in a certain direction by our ex and the truth is if you and your lawyer feel like you're in a partnership together. That comes from your initial interviews. We talk all about that in other episodes of the Divorce Etc. podcast, but you need to feel like you have that comfort level so that you can you can have the tone, at least coming from your side, that you are comfortable with through your process. I thought and she was honestly, awful. you might you might not know that at first because I definitely didn't know that at first, we had a four year relationship and I would say like halfway through, I started to like, I don't know, grow some muscle in my brain and my confidence and start to speak up and realize the tone wasn't good. You know, when you're, when you're first going in it, you don't know what the fuck is happening. You're kind of just stuck in a wind tunnel and you're following this person who you just paid a ton of money to, to like, protect you from the wind. But when you're not in a, in a position of fear so much anymore, and you have grown some legs and some experience, then, then you might be in a better place. So I don't fully agree that that's, I think that's ideal at the beginning, but it may not happen until you're kind of in it so that you can kind of get your, your legs steady. And then you can say, okay, Right. All right. This is this is actually not what I want. So I mean, it's hard to figure that out. The overall, um, I think, like key takeaway that you're going to get from listening to this episode from Jennifer is that you can always control your knowledge and it's on you to be prepared and to find out the information that you need. Don't go into it blindly. Don't just think that because your lawyer's done this before that you don't have to read the documents or you don't need right. to like know what's going on because you will feel a much greater sense of control if you are in the process and involved participant in the process yeah. and it's a very scary thing but um but definitely worth doing so that all was right so we're gonna 38 
we are going to pause here for a quick minute because we know it's hard to get honest and reliable information about your divorce. So we've done the work for you. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get X experts in your inbox. Join our virtual open house events where you can ask questions to top experts and the two of us and sign up for private sessions with us so you can move beyond your divorce. You can sign up for all this information at xexperts.com, E-X-E-X-P-E-R-T-S.com. We've lived it, so we get it. So now we actually, are, so we've got three episodes left, but it's really four based on what we've done. Um, the next our two. Our number three. No, no, no. Our, okay, our, our third, next. Okay. Our third number three. most listened to, if, if we count two of them together. This third one um, is episode 46, season two, episode 46 with Noelle Houghton. And the title is How to Divorce a Difficult Person. And um, difficult person is kind of code um, for someone who is a narcissist or has some type of a, you know, behavioral uh, issue like that where your divorce process is just going to be totally different than everyone else's so uh, all i'm going to say first is just the accent noelle's accent alone <laughs> makes the episode worth makes the medicine she, go down a little she's easier so smart she's british and and um and she's a lawyer and she's a mediator and she's a divorce coach because she's seen divorce from all sides and her own experience divorcing a narcissist has then pointed her in this direction to help people through the trauma th what were your thoughts on this I mean, I, I divorced a narcissist. So a lot of it for me definitely kind of validated my experience and made me feel like I wasn't alone. So if for no other reason, even if your soon-to-be ex is not a legit narcissist, but a difficult person, it's really important to listen to this episode. She's going to teach you how to, how important boundaries are. Um, she is going to remind you that it's not your fault. And the number one thing that was so interesting to me, only because I've already lived it, so it wasn't like new facts for me, difficult people are not always who you're married to. They can be your coworkers. They can be your family members. They could be friends. These are difficult people in your life. So they're not always living in your marriage. It's certainly more difficult when you have to divorce that person. So that's how we get back to divorce here. But what you can learn here is just kind of how to set up boundaries with anybody who feels toxic to you. Because once you've been in a relationship with a narcissist or someone with those tendencies, your gut will be like, oh my God, I feel it again. And it doesn't look like him and it doesn't look like her. It looks like I'm at work and what the fuck? Like, where is this coming from and how do I handle it? Right. She really helps you identify and gives you tips on how to handle a difficult person. And, and I I did not come out of a situation where um, I was divorcing a, a narcissist. And so a lot of, I've been very educated, become very educated on the topic over the past year, just because of episodes that we've done, conversations we've had, interviews that we've done. And so uh, I think it's important for everybody to be knowledgeable somewhat about this because this, 
having this information can help you if you have a friend or a loved one who's going through this situation right. because you'll be able to support them in a better way and in a different way than you would if you knew nothing about this kind of stuff. So right. coming from where my where I'm coming from, I will say I particularly liked that she's so blunt about how everybody today is using the term narcissist too frequently and that she will tell her clients outright that their ex is not a narcissist. It could still be a very challenging situation for them and they then their ex could still be a difficult person, but they don't necessarily have a personality disorder, which I really think is so important for people to consider. You can't just use the term narcissist lightly. Well, we're going to get into that in the next thing. episode. No, I know, but she talked about best, that yeah. in this episode. Yeah. And I think that, that, that that's a real thing that people need to know about. Um, I also thought that it was really helpful because she gave an actual list of things for people to be looking for and looking at in their own marriages to kind of help identify what it is that they're dealing with. So like being fearful of expressing yourself, being asked to quiet down, having no freedom to speak out, feeling like you have to silence your own emotions. She gave tangible things that people need to think about and and help identify the kind of situation that they're in. So I thought that that was really helpful. And then overall, wait, hold on. Even Jessica just listing those things off like hurts my gut. So if it hurts your gut to hear those things that she just, um, you know, listed off, then I, I get then it. You should listen to the, get and it. You should listen to this episode. <laughs> you need to listen to this episode. It's a gift for you, right? Because like the one we talked about, you know, you can't control anybody else. You can't fix anybody. There's no such thing. You can't change people, but you can change the way you react to people. And, um, you know, it's, it's good to think about it in terms of broad terms. I think everybody should really listen to this episode because you're never going to know when you're going to run into somebody like this. You can be like, you know what? I heard this before. Right. This is how I'm going to handle this negotiation for work. This is how I'm going to handle this parent who I have to carpool with. Like, this is a great tool for you to be able to identify a red flag and be like, holy crap. Okay, let's go. Right. And and look, overall, Noel's just really helpful in giving tips on exactly what TH is talking about, how to handle communication once you're divorced and need to be co-parenting and it takes practice, but she has such a good, like quote unquote bedside manner that it's really easy to listen to her and to hear her and to be able to follow her advice. So definitely an episode that you need to hear. And if you have even like the slightest question of whether or not you actually are in a situation that you're divorcing a narcissist, then even 10 times more important for you to go hear this episode because um, it it's really incredibly helpful. Yeah. I mean, she, and she's been through it. So yeah. she's not just giving advice because she thinks she knows Correct. better. She actually does know better. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's move on. on to our top so, two and two and a half episodes. Right. Our top two and two. So we did a two-part series um, in season two. They were episodes 57 and 58. And the titles were Narcissist versus Asshole. There is a difference. Part one and part two. By the um, way, that's our top <laughs> chosen title. Yeah, that's our best out one. of 140 plus episodes. Yeah, we love it so much. This <laughs> title is 
the winner. <laughs> For sure. Nas narcissist versus asshole, there is a difference. And in our, our cases, TH and I personally, TH divorced a narcissist and I just divorced an asshole. So, um, you know, it, th this really is very relevant. But anyway, they were episodes 57 and 58. Um, and so again, we were, I know talking about all the stuff with Noel, we have some, some additional points to add here, but this really, this topic, this theme of divorcing a narcissist, uh, identifying a narcissist and navigating the process with a narcissist and the beyond really hit home to a lot of our community this year. So, um, it was, it was interesting to see that how these our most listened to episodes played out, no pun intended, um, with three out of five being, you know, being about narcissists. And our guest was Ina, um, Hansen. Hansen. Exactly. Um, I got to tell you, it was hard for me to listen to it. It was hard for me to go back to part one and two. Was it hard for, for you to record it? No, because I didn't know what she was going to say. And then as soon right. as she said something, I'm like, oh my God, that was me. That was me. That was right. him. That was us. Like, I, I don't really want to be reminded, but I kind of needed to be reminded. And the reason I needed to be reminded is so that I can give myself credit for how far I've come. Not to say, God, that like I wasted four years of my life. I don't think I wasted any of my life. I think it took me as long as it took me to learn what I learned. But it also shows the magnitude of what I was dealing with. I compartmentalized a lot of it and just kind of got through my, my life day by day. But like, holy crap, that was a lot. And it was really big and yay for me. And I am, I am, Ina is, Noel is, and a ton of you out there are shining examples of people who can move on from this. Knowledge is power. I just want to explain that NPD is narcissistic personality disorder. It's a diagnosis and few narcissists will be diagnosed since it requires the narcissist to actually admit they have emotional issues that they want to resolve. That is not a characteristic of a narcissist. Right. It's totally counterintuitive to who they That's are. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, but she really gets into identifying it she gets into the nitty gritty of it, how it affects your health, how it affects your brain function, like real, like real gaslighting. She gets into it. And then in part two, we really focus on the recovery of it and the small steps you can take towards healing. And again, the message is that you will be okay. Why is it important to know this? Because you were subject to some relationship that was very traumatic. And I know for me, I don't ever want to be in that relationship again. So I need to know, I need to know so I can see things differently and I can help myself heal. So I'm not drawn back into those bad, very, very toxic patterns. Yeah. I mean, I, again, not coming from that place, um, it was just very informative. And I think that it's important for people to hear, even if you think that's not where you're coming from, because you know someone who's there or who has been there um, that you need to know to be able to help them handle what they're dealing with. Um, 
I, I would be remiss if I didn't start off with like, first of all, like again, the title, <laughs> Narcissist versus Asshole, the best. Um, I love that Ina broke down a lot of the differences between narcissists and assholes and basically said that narcissists are empty sleeves, which I thought was a great description. Um, I love that she has a checklist of questions that she goes through with her clients. And she actually goes through a bunch of them in this episode, which can really give anybody listening a tangible list of things to be asking and answering and can put you in a position of knowledge so that you know how to move forward. So the the actionable tips that you're getting out of, out of these episodes is really worth it. Um, some of the things that I felt like were sort of hard to listen to were she was explaining how one of the biggest differences is how a narcissist will quote, discard you after a fight and ignore you and eventually come back like nothing happened and then right. to th's point talking about like how your brain function is like it was very interesting to hear her talk about that when you're in a narcissistic relationship you can actually experience trauma to your brain that hit hard to listen to um but then, you know, we go through the recovery and what people can do to kind of move on and move past it and be able to use the knowledge that they have to empower them to move forward in a, in a better way without making the same choices. And I love that she gave tips like, don't give into the drama because your reaction is what they're looking for and what they thrive on. Yeah, so, it's, fuel. it's fuel. You're right. fueling the fire and the only person getting hurt is you. Right. So that's she, it. She says, if you know, if you're in a situation where you haven't actually left yet, you're thinking about getting divorced. Ina says, if you know you want to leave and you're trying to get your ducks in a row, it's helpful to start pulling back and just be giving yes or no type answers and the like so that they don't have anything to feed off of. Right. So not engaged. That's right. And that is going to be really helpful for you when you actually are going through the process because engaging or not engaging is what throws people in that process and what makes the process so much more difficult for like the non-narcissist in, right. in the situation. So before we get to our top listen to episode of season two, I just want to mention that we have monthly open house events, which means we bring in three ex-experts, the divorce professionals and beyond related around a certain topic. We actually did an event this past year called uh, divorcing a narcissist, yeah, was right? Wasn't that our title? Yep. And uh, oh my God. And we also had Bradley Richardson on there. He was married to a female narcissist. Not all narcissists are men. Most are, but not all. And um, we do these types of events around these really impactful, important topics. How do I pay for my divorce? What kind of divorce is right for me to date or not to date? family matters and co-parenting. And so coming up in January, we have an event about, okay, I'm getting a divorce. Where do I begin? Now what? Right. So make sure you check in with xexperts.com. Follow us on all of our social media. These events give you an opportunity to ask questions live to the paid professionals who you can't access easily for a quick, oh, I got, I got a right. question here. I got a question there. We have brought them together for you because we know how important it is for you to be properly educated. So Correct. stay tuned Correct. for that. Definitely. Um, okay. Dun, 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 dun. Our dun, dun, dun. most highly rated episode of season two was 
episode 60. The title was How to Find Hidden Money in Divorce. I, you I think already that know why my, it's number one, right? Right, as I say, like, that's probably my Everyone's my like, there's got to be hidden title. treasure here somewhere. That's right. How to I want a hidden money treasure. In divorce. So yeah. our guest was Melissa Gregg, uh, a valuation expert, and she is such a badass. I mean, she is. I, she brought up so many great points in this episode. First of all, everybody needs to listen to this because everybody needs to know what their financial situation is and nobody wants to leave money on the table, right? So right. Um, I thought that she had a, a, an amazing list of points that everybody needs to hear, including when one spouse is more in the dark about the finances and maybe thinks they have a lot more money than they really have, because this is a really important thing your spouse may have a business that has like, you know, deals with a lot of things in cash. And like, you may be living a lifestyle way beyond your means. And you're not aware of that. You know, you may have credit card debt that you aren't clued into. And so if, if, if that's going on and you're not aware of it, you're going to be apt to be like, well, in this divorce, I'm going to get this and I'm going to do this. And you're planning in your head for what your future is going to look like financially. And you really could be way off. And so if, you know, if your life is being financed by credit cards and, and, um, you know, there, like I said, maybe a lot of, or even being financed with cash. Well, if you're like, being financed with cash, then you actually have the cash. But I'm talking you about have the like, cash, but you can't track it. If you're that's it's not as easy. Well, right. That, okay. So for sure, in that regard as well. But I, I, I just mean like the perspective where she has a lot of people come in and they think that they have a lot of money. Yeah. And they're going on these elaborate vacations and they yeah. live in like, yeah. you know, a huge house and whatever it is. And they have all these cars and they are expecting her to find all of this hidden money. And, and sometimes she'll just be, I like that she's realistic about, look, you don't want me to, you don't want to have to want to pay me to track down stuff that I'm already telling you doesn't exist as right. opposed to her saying, let me look down every crack and crevice and spend whatever money you do have left on this. Like she's very pragmatic about it. Yeah. And she's usually gets, comes into the process through your attorneys she also holds a neutral position. Her job is to find hidden money anywhere for anybody involved in this divorce process. Um, she also, another really important reason to listen to this episode, she talks about key red flags that she will find when uncovering a dirty financial situation. Yep. So you are going to want to hear that episode of what those red flags are and make sure they are not you. Um, look, again, like we say so many times, there's the business side of divorce and the emotional side of divorce. Let the business side be the rational side of it. If something doesn't feel right and you're thinking about this happened and that happened, it doesn't, the, the dots don't connect financially, then get to the reason how they could connect right. or a reason why. Why don't they connect? educate yourself, get the information that you need, and then make smart decisions with the people who have done hundreds of divorces and handled hundreds of business valuations. Cause you could say, I know there's money. I know there's money, but by the time you spend all the money looking for that little amount of hidden money, you're out of money. Right. <laughs> so you need to really listen, especially right. as a neutral party comes in. She's not for one or the other side. She's on an investigative mission 
to tell you the facts. That's right. And you need to be in a position like Jennifer Lazor said to listen to the information. Right. So don't get caught up in a massive search for something that's not there. And, and she really talked about how she can actually find all the nuggets because there's always a way to trace things if you know where to look. And you guys, this woman knows where to look. She knows. I felt like she was so reassuring that if I had needed her as part of my divorce process, I would have felt that I was in very capable hands and that I would have totally. trusted her. If she said to me, there is no hidden money, I would have trusted her. Yeah. So for everybody out there, like this is definitely an episode you have to hear because again, you know, if you think that something doesn't feel right or doesn't sound right or isn't sitting with you right, you know, in the, in the course of your divorce, then, um, then you want, you're going to want to look into someone like Melissa who can help you find hidden money if there is any. And, so. and really another common theme that we talk about is educating yourself. So if you have been in your marriage and you have not been a part of the financial conversation, then educate yourself before you're so convinced that there's hidden money. That's and right. look, I want you to find hidden money. <laughs> I want you to find, you know, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but I want you to be educated on one, what's really there and not be going on a wild goose chase and wasting your energy instead of putting it to a better purpose. That's all. But listen to Melissa because she talks about the places that she can find it. She talks about the ways that she tracks it down. She gives you things to like be aware of. So it's a really practical episode um, with a lot of great information that, you know, you're going to want to be able to use through your divorce process. So those are our top five slash six um, most listened to episodes of season two of the Divorce Etc. podcast. And if you are enjoying the Divorce Etc. podcast, if there have been any episodes that you've heard where you've gotten information that's been really helpful and useful to you, then please help us out by subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Because when you do that, that actually helps us to get the word out to more people and be able to support more people like you who really need it, which is ultimately our goal. So... We are so glad to be able to keep bringing you. Oh, TH has something to say. I was just going to say season three is filled with even more experts. Like we jumped on season three so soon. We've got you covered until the end of April with fantastic experts, awesome events, Instagram lives, um, TikToks with tips. There's a ton of new content. Tip Tuesday. We've got a great amount of information coming your way in the new year. So yep. please look out for it all. And you can always DM us or email us at hello at xexperts.com. Check out the show notes so you can see the complete list of the episodes that we've gone through today in the roundup. And of course, share the Divorce Etc. podcast and all of X Experts with anyone you know who can benefit from listening. Have a great day.